Good morning, everyone. As you can see, I'm in full character here today, so I will bow to you. So we're going to talk about Karate Kid today, and I'm super excited about it because it's a movie that was really big when I was growing up, and not only the first, but the three sequels, even though a lot of people don't want to count the next Karate Kid as a sequel because it wasn't, you know, Ralph Macchio. But it was still one of the sequels because we still had Miyagi, but they were big. In fact, they were so big, I have an uncle, Danny, who's since passed away, but his name was Danielson. Right? So, I mean, we, this was kind of the dialogue in our house, and it was big. I'm an Italian kid. He was an Italian kid. We looked a lot alike. My son, Chris, especially a couple years ago, really looked alike Ralph Macchio did back then. So there's kind of just a lot of um, ties there. We're both from big cities. Um, I moved when I was a kid. He moved across the country. And this movie's all about a young man without his father struggling to figure out how to make good decisions. He's moved across the country, now he finds himself in California, and he keeps getting himself in trouble, over and over again, making stupid decisions. In his own words, he's always been a bit of a hothead. And what you see in this movie is him finding a way to begin to change that. And we all need that, right? We all struggle with our sin. We all struggle with self-control. We all struggle to make the right decisions. Thing about Daniel is he makes a pretty bad decision by picking on these guys from Cobra Kai. And Cobra Kai is a very vicious karate dojo that teaches to strike first, strike hard, and to have no mercy. And he makes uh, an, an enemy of the biggest bully in this group, Johnny Lawrence, right? And yeah, he brings it on himself. He takes the guy's girlfriend. You don't do that. And not only that, but he can't leave well enough alone. And he's tempted and tempted, and he gives into his temptation. And I want to just give you guys an image of what that looks like. In this very first scene, Daniel's pranked Johnny Lawrence, and now he's about to pay the consequence for it. Let's see what happens. face for a minute. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been there? Your sin, the consequence of your sin, got you to the point where you're ganged up on and beaten up. And I don't mean physically, although that could happen, but spiritually, have you ever been there? Maybe you're there today. If you are, this may be an especially important sermon for you. Because Daniel didn't have to get to this point. 
It was his decisions that got him to this point. And just like he's fighting, we're fighting a battle, though our battle's different. Ephesians 6, 12 says this, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and against authorities, against powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. See, we have a different fight. Our fight isn't merely physical, although there is a physical nature to our fight, but we're also fighting against evil, the supernatural forces that really can grab hold of us, especially in our flesh. And since our struggle isn't merely against physical things, we are not capable of winning the fight, just as Daniel wasn't capable of winning the fight on his own. Arnold from Happy Days jumps off the fence, right? No, Mr. Miyagi jumps off the fence and rescues him. And you know, we've been rescued too, right? We've been rescued by Jesus. Let's go what it says in 2 Corinthians 1.10. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril and he will continue to deliver us and he'll deliver us again and again and again. The idea here is Paul's letting them know, you know what we've been through. Right, You know what we've been through. We've been through a lot for the sake of the gospel. And God will continue to deliver us. Ultimately, he's going to deliver him into heaven, right? He knows that's coming. But in the meantime, while he's still on earth, while he's still fighting for the gospel, God will continue to deliver him. But not only will God deliver us from external things that are put on us by other people when we do right, he'll also deliver us from ourselves. Look what it says in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Now, I don't know about you guys, but this is a verse that I wrestle with a little bit, right? Especially as a young believer, I wrestle with a lot. I'm like, how is it possible that God will not let me tempted beyond what I can bear because I feel like I can't bear this? Right? You been there? Anybody been there? Like, it sounds cute. It sounds good. It doesn't feel right, but we know feelings aren't fact. And the fact is, the word of God says, you will not be tempted beyond what you can bear. And he will provide a way out. So I think about this. What do you do when you get in a situation where you need rescue? How do you find that way out? Right? Because sometimes it's other people putting it on you. It's not always the consequence of your sin. It could be the consequence of somebody else's. But sometimes, a lot of times, it is the consequence of your own sin. We are all prone to sin. One of my favorite passages in the entire Bible, and it's on my arm, is 1 Peter 5, verses 9 through 11. It says, resist him, Satan, standing firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you, make you strong and steadfast and firm. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. This is a huge verse, and I want you to see the underline. Resist him. Here is the problem that most of us have. When it comes to sin and it comes to the struggle with spiritual forces, we try to fight. It is ludicrous to think you could defeat the enemy on your own. The, the scriptures tell us to resist Satan, not to fight Satan. To resist him. There's a difference between resistance and fighting. Resistance says, I'm not even going to let you get me into the ring. 
Like, I'm not even going to go there. That's not what I'm going to do. I will not put myself in a position where I have to fight, because if I have to fight, that means death. Praise to Jesus that we have been forgiven of our sins, so therefore, he suffered that death. But we don't have to keep putting that on Jesus. We can grow. We can change. We can learn how to resist. Resisting the devil is the way we battle because we're not able to defeat him on our own. But here's the thing. We are all prone to sin, and we don't know how to resist, so we need to train. You know who else needs to train? Daniel. It's pretty clear that Daniel is putting himself in a lot of bad situations. He needs to learn some self-control, how to take care of his temper, how to stop from allowing temptation to get the best of him. But he also needs to be able to protect himself because he's got some guys up against him. In this next scene, after asking over and over and over again, Miyagi finally agrees to train Daniel. Let's see what happens. Walk on the road. Hmm? Walk right side, safe. Walk left side, safe. Walk middle, sooner or later, get the squish, just like grip. Here, karate, same thing. Either you karate do yes, or karate do no. You karate do guess so, just like grip. Understand? Yeah, I understand. Now ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Yes. Let's make sacred pact. I promise teach karate that to my part. You promise learn. I say you do no question that you part. Steal? Steal? Yes. First wash all the car, then wax. Wax. But what do I have to wash all the car? Remember, dear. No question. Yeah, but I... Right. Wax on, right hand. Wax off, left hand. Wax on, wax off. Breathe in through nose, out the mouth. Wax on, wax off. Don't forget to breathe. Very important. Wax on, wax off. <coughs> Do you see it? Do you see it? They make a sacred pact here, right? He says, either you're going to be all in or you're all out, or you get to squish like the grape, right? I don't know why he chose that, but he did. He said, you can either be all in or all out. This isn't a lukewarm path. You can't be in sometimes and out sometimes. Training takes all of your focus. You have to be 100% devoted to what you're doing. And so they make this sacred pact, this covenant, this agreement, right? Let me just read these words and see if you pick up on what happens here. So Miyagi says, we must make a sacred pact. I promise teach karate. That's my part. You promise learn. I say you do, no question. That's your part. Deal? It's a deal. And he holds his hand out like this, right? Expecting to get a handshake, but what does he get instead? A sponge, right? And he says, now you must wax or wash and wax all the cars. Daniel's response, why do I have to? 
He's cut off mid-sentence. Miyagi says, remember deal, no questions. Yeah, but wax on, wax off. You see it? He literally just made a sacred pact, an agreement. He gets the bandana tied in his head. And what does he do? He breaks the, the agreement immediately. He says he wouldn't ask any questions. He said deal. And then what does he do? The first thing he does when he's asked to do something is ask a question. Now, I know we're taught questions are great and there are no bad questions, which I heartily disagree with. There are bad questions. But when you make an agreement with somebody, when you, when you put yourself at the feet of a master and you've said, I'm going to do this, and he's saying, I'm going to do that, and then you break that agreement, it shows a lack of integrity. Of course, we know Daniel's struggling with integrity. He's struggling with self-control. This reminds me of another time in Matthew 4.19. Jesus says, come follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Now, what's beautiful about this scenario is instead of going back on what they said, it says they immediately dropped their nets and followed him. You know, the story of Abraham is a compelling one because Abraham's kind of in the same vein, right? Abraham gets asked by God. He says, hey, leave, leave where you're at and go here, and I'll tell you later where you're going to go. And there's a series of different times when God asks Abraham by faith to walk, and he does without question, even to the point of being willing to sacrifice his own son. That's what obedience looks like. That's what faith looks like. That's what true being all in looks like. Daniel's still trying to figure this out. But there's a call and a promise, and both sides make a pact and a pledge to one another. The pledge we make is to take up our cross daily and follow Christ. And just as Clay said in communion, those who love Jesus will obey him. The more Daniel loves Miyagi, the more he's going to obey and trust him. This is a new relationship, so it makes sense that he would break his word right here. But he needs to get to the point where he's not. So the question for you guys today is, how have you been following your master? Have you been more like a Peter and an Abraham or more like a Daniel? Asking God a bunch of questions every time he tells you to do something because you don't necessarily understand, agree, or like what he's asking you to do. We've all been guilty of this. There's a lot of questions we can ask. And Daniel spends a lot of time wondering what is going on. Why am I washing cars? Why am I waxing? Why am I sanding his deck? Why am I painting his house? Why are all these weird things happening? What does this have to do with me learning karate? Well, in this next clip, it all begins to come together for Daniel. Let's see what happens. Show me Sander floor. I can't move my arm, all right? What are you doing? What are you... Ow! Ow, what are you doing? Now show me Sander floor. How did you do that? Shut up! Sander floor. Stand up. Show me sand floor. Sand floor. Sand floor. Big sucker. Sand floor. 
see, what he didn't realize is he'd been training the whole time. It was just unorthodox. He wasn't in a dojo doing moves, but he was learning and building that muscle memory and getting to the point where he would be able to do what he was going to need to do. Because think about it, he was coming, he had never fought before, right? So if he's coming in doing these moves, is he going to have the strength There's no muscle memory there. There's no strength there. He had to build up stamina and strength. He had to begin to learn to make those movements something that were second nature to him. And it all came together in that scene. But one of the things I love about that scene, I wonder if you heard it, was when Miyagi says three times, look at my eyes. Always look at my eyes. Look at my eyes. See, sometimes it's really easy to be in the middle of doing everything we ought to do for God, right? To do all the training we should do. By the way, I hope your spiritual training plans are going well. If not, today's a good day to restart and recommit. But in order to be effective in that, we have to keep our eyes on him. In fact, Hebrews 12.2 says, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. What I love about that is not only is he the one who is the origin of our faith, the one who wrote the book on it, but he's the one who perfectly carried out what it looks like to have faith. Fix your eyes on him. And how do we do that? Well, Matthew 6, 33. 
But seek first his kingdom, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. See, when we're seeking first the kingdom of God, when our eyes are fixed fully on what God wants and not on what we want, on things unseen rather than things seen, on things above, not things below, as we fix our eyes on Jesus, God will add what we need along the way if we walk by faith. Maybe you've struggled to see the correlation between the spiritual training that you've been doing and the results you've hoped for. After all, how can things like silence and solitude, uh, fasting, secrecy, worship, celebration, and fellowship prepare you to fight? Well, remember, we're not trying to fight. (laughs) We're trying to resist. And all those things are very effective in helping us to resist temptation more effectively. Because ultimately, we don't possess the capacity to win the fight on our own. What we have to do is resist long enough to allow God, who will come after a short time, Scripture says, to deliver us. And while we aren't in control of what other people do, and we can't control how the consequence of their sin might hurt our lives, we can certainly, along with the work of the Holy Spirit, control how the consequence of our own sin hurts our lives, by decreasing the amount of sin we get into in the first place. But all the training in the world will not help us if we don't have balance. You can know every move, but if you don't have a solid foundation, guess what? It doesn't matter. And in this next scene, Daniel learns that balance is not only for karate, but it's also for life. Ah, good. Stand about. Nah, 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 nah. Bow, bow. <clears throat> Up. What, up front? Yeah. Make luck. Left, right. Up, down. Side to side. Breathe in, breathe out. And no scare fish. Do you want to learn how to punch? Better learn balance. Balance is key. Balance good, karate good, everything good. Balance bad, better pack up or home. Understand? Yeah, I understand. Hey, you ever get into fights when you were a kid? Uh, plenty. Yeah, but it wasn't like the problem I have, right? Why? Fighting, fighting. Same, same. Yeah, but you knew karate. <laughs> Someone who always know more. You mean there were times when you were scared to fight? Ah, always scared. Miyagi hate the fighting. Yeah, but you like karate. So? So karate's fighting, you train to fight. That hurt you think? No. Then why train? So I won't have to fight. <laughs> Miyagi have a hope for you. You remember a lesson about the balance? Yeah. A lesson not just karate only. Lesson for whole life. Whole life have a balance. Everything. Be better. Understand? 
Yeah, I understand. Did you hear it? Daniel says, when am I going to learn how to punch, right? All he's been doing right now is learning how to block. Interesting. I imagine learning how to block is a way of resisting your enemy, right? Because throwing a punch is very offensive, right? But blocking and keeping yourself protected is different than going on the offense. Of course, he'll have to learn that because after uh, Miyagi agreed to teach him, Miyagi and him went over to Cobra Kai and said, look, enough of this nonsense. If, you, if this fight has to happen, then let's do it at the All-Valley Conference that's coming up. No more fighting in between, and both senseis agree, and so both um, dojos have not gotten into a physical altercation. But there's a time coming when Daniel is going to have to fight so that he won't have to fight anymore. But Miyagi says something really important. He says, Better learn balance. Balance is the key. It's a lesson for life, your whole life. If your whole life has balance, everything will be better. Philippians 4, 11 through 13 says, For I have learned to be content whatever my circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content, and in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Now you guys all know Philippians 4.13, the most misquoted and misused verse in the Bible, but in this context, he's talking about contentment. This is important because when we have contentment, it breeds balance. Because it's no longer about the external circumstances or outcomes we have no control over, it becomes about the inner state of being which we do have control over by the power of the Holy Spirit. Contentment breeds balance. In order to live a good life in Christ, we have to be balanced. We can't go to the extremes, right? Because what happens, you go to one extreme, we're waiting for the other side, right? It's the highs and lows. Rather than to living that life that allows us to pursue him with laser focus. In essence, balance is being complete in mind and body and spirit. First being at peace with God and then living it out in relationship with others. It's about not merely seeing to your own needs and interests, but also to the needs and interests of others. Right? The Bible is all about balance. And I could give you 50 verses on balance, but I don't have time today, but you can look them up. Right? God is a God of balance. But that isn't all we need to resist spiritually. We need balance to have a firm foundation to stand on, right? You want to be standing on both legs to fight. But then Miyagi asks a really important question. He says, why train? So I won't have to fight. And Miyagi says, Miyagi, have hope for you. Do you hear it? See, Miyagi do karate is first and foremost for self-defense. That's why he has agreed to teach him. And self-defense isn't merely defense against your enemies, but defense against yourself right? Because we all need the discipline and to learn. And we know that physical training is of some value, as it says in 1 Timothy 4.8, but godliness has value for all things, holding the promise both for the present life and the life to come. So just as this physical training for Daniel is pivotal, so too is our spiritual training. 
See, sanctification at this moment is saving us from the power of sin in our lives. Because we've already been saved from the penalty when we were justified by faith alone through Christ alone. But now we are collaborating with the Holy Spirit in sanctification so that the power of sin will be lessened in our life. So we don't have to fight. That's the whole point of growing in Christ's likeness. We don't have to fight. We can reduce the amount of temptation we give into and therefore the amount we have to resist as we grow in our Christ likeness. And for Daniel, it all comes full circle, right? He's learned to fix his eyes on the master. He's trained, learned to find balance, but now he has to face his enemy. Now he has to go and fight. He's prepared as best he can. But in this next scene, you're gonna see that Daniel's gotten through all the rounds. He's in the final round of the All Valley Karate Championship. And he's got a bum leg, right? And I'm not gonna show that scene, but he gets a cheap shot in his leg. One of the guys from Cobra Kai who has no mercy cheap shots him and gets disqualified. And now he's gotta face Johnny Lawrence, the reigning champ, his nemesis, whose girlfriend he stole. And he's doing it with a bad leg. Let's see what happens. One point, Lawrence. Two, two. see it? The most ridiculous kick in history, right? You're standing on one leg, right? But you see, he trained throughout the whole movie to have balance. In fact, he was training for that kick throughout the whole movie. I just didn't show it, but he would stand on like little cut telephone pole things. But he had no choice. Sometimes we only got one leg to stand on. I don't know, maybe you're there today. But if you have balance, you can still accomplish 
what needs to be accomplished. This is a lifelong process, though, and it doesn't just end with this victory. I'm going to show one last clip, and then we're going to pray up and head on out to Bible class, but first we'll sing. But in this next clip is from Cobra Kai. As you can see, he's grown up now. It's been a few months, but better late than never, right? I've been thinking about you a lot lately. I, um, you know, it's, it's funny. When I was a kid, you seemed to always have all the answers, and I guess I thought when I got older, I'd have it all figured out, too. But now I just feel like I'm clueless. Makes me wonder, was it different for you, or were you just better at hiding it? Maybe that was it, huh? I feel like lately I've let my anger take control. You know me, I've always been a bit of a hothead, so... I really wish you could be here right now. Did you hear it? He said, I really wish you could be here right now. See, even though Daniel's grown up, he still needs to be reminded from the master what he's learned. The beauty of Jesus is that he sent the Holy Spirit to remind us of what he taught, to help us keep our eyes fixed on the master. Even as Daniel grows up and he's going through some stuff because Johnny's come back, Cobra Kai's come back, and he's got his life thrown out of whack. He still has Miyagi to go through. And Miyagi is still there talking to him even though he's passed on. So when we find ourselves drifting and out of focus and far from God, we need to repent, to turn our eyes back on him 
Through prayer and meditation on his word, he can speak life and balance back into our situation. The call today is simple. Follow Jesus, the master. Keep your eyes fixed on him. Train in the spiritual disciplines so you don't have to fight, but you can resist and stay content and find balance. And when you go astray, repent and turn back and remember the words of your master. Will you guys pray with me?